Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I'm your host today, Katie, and I'm here today with Russ. Go ahead and tell us about yourself, Russ, and what you do and what your business is. Hey, Katie. Well, first of all, I appreciate you uh, having me on today. Super excited to, to speak with you. And as I said, I appreciated the emails you guys sent out. I've been on a lot of podcasts and, and never been, uh, been treated that well coming into a podcast. So appreciate everything you guys are doing. And uh, yeah, my name's Russ Yeager. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I have two personal training studios here. I have 12 coaches uh, that work for me now. We've literally helped thousands and thousands of you know, men and women transform their bodies, health, and lives. I also do online coaching. Uh, with people all over the world in, I think, seven countries uh, now. And I have my Body Transformation University program. My mission is to literally help one million people become the best version of themselves physically, mentally, and emotionally so that they can fulfill whatever they were put on earth to do. Awesome. That sounds amazing. So um, we just heard about one of your goals is to help a million people. But what's the reason that really got you into starting this business? Like what inspired you to do this? Yeah, the, the reason, so, you know, I tell people when, I, when I'm talking with them, meeting them, I mean, I'm 45 now, I have run three businesses, I have three kids, four and under, four-year-old son, two-year-old twin boy and girl, and I keep, you know, visible six-pack abs 365 days a year. And then I say, I don't say that to brag at all. I say that for inspiration because it's not easy for me. I have a huge appetite and I, actually, I could easily be over 300 pounds and I actually grew up the chubby kid. So I, you know, grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, and, you know, I'm a tall guy, I'm 6'6". And so I could hide it in clothes, but, you know, I'd go to the pool, take off my shirt and all my friends seemed to have the flat stomach and the abs and, and I hated it. I was jealous and they would tease me and I don't think they were trying to be mean, but, you know, it bothered me. And going back to school shopping, I had to get the husky pants, you know, which is a nice way of saying you can't fit in the normal pants. So really the, the first spark uh, for me, Katie, was being 11 years old. And I remember my dad had gotten a, you know, brand new VHS camera, if, you know, depending on how old. You guys are to, to remember those. <laughs> it took up the whole room. And he's like, Russ, introduce yourself. So I'm like, my name's Russ. I like soccer. I like basketball. I love my dog, Rudy. And then I paused and looked down and said, and I'm fat. And my mom and dad both looked at each other and you know, didn't know what to say. And finally, my mom was like, Russ, you're not fat. You're just husky, you know, because I had to get those husky pants. And I just remember I was like, I don't want to be husky. I want to figure this out. So I started running. You know, that's all I knew to do. I, I had a huge appetite, loved to eat sweets. I still love to eat. And we can go into that if you want, how I've kind of, kind of figured that out. I uh, got introduced to lifting weights in late uh, teens, uh, early, early, uh, or yeah, late terms, early 20s, introduced to lifting weights, which I now believe and, and realize is a key doing that consistently, properly, safety, uh, safely, not only to, to being healthy, fit, and, and you know, tone, but to controlling your weight, super, super important. Um, you know, and I had some pretty good success on my own, but got my, you know, went to school, got my undergrad master's in accounting. So I'm a CPA by trade, did that for seven years with one of the big firms. And, um, you know, I was working out consistently, but I was, you know, working long hours, you know, eating too much late night business dinners, you know, drinking, partying with my friends and coworkers. And finally at 27 years old, 
I said, I'm going to figure out how to get this part of my life really taken care of. I'm working too hard not to, to look like I work really hard. And so I entered one of those before and after 12 week contests, you know, international physique transformation contest. And I hired an online coach, you know, and I, I hired, I said, I want to win this contest. Skip, tell me what to do. He told me exactly what to do in 12 weeks. Um, I took my body fat percentage from a little over 25% to under 5%. Uh, won the contest, got sponsored by a supplement company, got to be a sponsored athlete of the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic, started writing for some of the bodybuilding fitness magazines. And, and when I started getting more questions about getting in shape, nutrition, and, and started training people on the side, both online and in person, and, and became known for you know the guy that could transform people's physiques in three months, um, then I knew this is what I was put on earth to do and ended up quitting my accounting job in 2016. And for so for the past you know 14 plus years now, have been doing this full time and I love it. Wow. That's amazing. So, um, I mean, it's great to hear your story and how like you got into doing this as a business. And so now that we're talking more about your business, you know, every entrepreneur has that like, wow moment, that like moment where you're like, wow, we started this here, you know, 14 years ago. And now, you know, in that space, we've now made it to this next point. And I never would have thought we got there. What was that moment for you? Gosh, there's been so many moments and, you know, again, just knowing, Hey, this is what I'm going to do was a real moment, you know, quitting, you know, CPA had a good paying job to just walk away. You know, it was, it was, I remember I got interviewed by a local newspaper and they said, or weren't you scared to leave your job? And I said, yeah, but I was more scared of, you know, being on my deathbed, 85, 90 or a hundred. Actually, my goal is to live to a hundred. One of my goals. Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, wondering what if, and so that was a big moment, you know, and, and I, you know, ended up going from, I opened my first studio, I went from one to three in a year, I opened my third, January 3rd, 2008, not the best time to be expanding. And, you know, through sheer gut determination, you know, willpower, we, we made it through, but ended up actually scaling back about 10 years ago, closing one of the studios. I just grew too, too fast without the infrastructure. And then we've been doing it the right way. And, uh, you know, it's, um, Gosh, it's a never, I don't know if there's one moment, it's a never ending process. That's for me. It's like, I've always looked into the next thing. Right. It's what can we do next? How can we get better? How can we grow? And one of the big changes for me, and I remember listening to one of Liz's uh, videos that she sent out in advance was like realizing I needed to not just make everything revolve around me if I'm really going to expand and help people. And so over the past year, you know, I've been working with a coach and really focused on pouring into to systems, but more importantly, pouring into my team and training them on those systems and giving them, you know, the ability and authority and, and education to, um, to help run my business and really putting on that, you know, head coach, you know, hat versus playing every position, so to speak. Right. Scaling back and doing what you're good at and letting other people help you grow. So in that same vein, what motivates you to keep doing this every day? I mean, you said you've been doing it for 14 years and obviously we just heard you've had some ups and downs. What motivates you to keep going? Yeah, you know, I think uh, any, and again, doing something, for anything for 15 years, even if you're passionate about it, even if it's your, your gift, I think this is important for people to hear. I think you guys have a lot of coaches and, and entrepreneurs in your, in your audience. And, you know, a lot of people are following their passion. And, and then, you know, I know I've been through this. It's like, this is what I've put on us to do, but man, I'm burned out. Like, I'm not as motivated. And then you start to think something's wrong with you or, you know, the, oh, am I really doing the right thing? And, and what I've realized is you have to, reinvent yourself. You have to continue to have, as you said, reasons why. So for me, you know, it's like I got an email, uh, you know, the other day from what 
mean, I can give a couple of examples, but I think it's one of my online clients and he uh, almost killed himself several times, um, you know, before, you know, a couple of years ago, he started working with me. We've transformed his health and his, and his life, but also, you know, the, my, my clients come to me for a lot of reasons. You know, they really want to make changes in their life. I always start with the physical because I sincerely believe if you don't have, if your if your health and energy is not there, you're not going to be able to uh, have the confidence and, and physical energy and stamina to reach your full potential. So we started there, but now, and now this guy's like one of the most motivated, positive guys in the world. He has an amazing story. He started his own podcast yeah. and he's just landed uh, Brandon Dawson, who's partners with Grant Cardone. And he's trying to get Grant Cardone on his podcast. I mean, literally just no name guy started it, you know, a, a few months ago and uh, I'm just so proud of him. So having something like that just inspires me. Number one, number two is my family, right? I got three, uh, including me and my wife and my kids, five mouths to feed. And, you know, we want to, I want to do things, you know, for my kids and, and let them have great opportunities. And, and number three is just, I really believe as humans, one of our greatest needs or two of our greatest needs are growth and contribution. And so always having something to strive for is what, what I believe keeps us alive and excited, you know, so striving for and personal growth and also contributing. I mean, it may, it makes you feel good when you make other people feel good. <laughs> right. Seeing the magic that you've created and seeing people just grow from when you started with them to now or where, whatever point that are in their journey, I think is something that must be really motivating to see happen. Really is. Absolutely. I mean, it sounds really fulfilling and amazing. Um, And we've talked about these really great moments. And now I'm going to have to ask you about some of the hard moments and the challenging moments. And, you know, how did you overcome those in growing your business? Yeah. How much time you got? (laughs) I'm I'm so glad you asked that, Katie, because, you know, so many people see, and I know I've been guilty, they see successful people. And it's like, man, they just overnight success. They've just got it made. They don't see the work the grind, the suffering, the, the late nights, the fear, the setbacks, all that stuff. So for me, you know, when I first uh, opened, I told you I first opened my business, uh, 2006, um, went through at that time, uh, you know, tough divorce. I don't know if there's probably any easy divorces. And uh, then my dad, who was my best friend, 60 years old, instrumental, and he, he co-signed on my first loan. I mean, I couldn't have done it without him. He passed away suddenly. And that was, was, was brutal. Literally the hardest thing still I've ever been through to this day. Um, you know, more recently, uh, so I'm 45 years old. So, you know, I don't know how old you are. I feel like I'm young, but you know, I, at 40, at 30 years old, I had early bone on bone arthritis in both hips. And so just one of those things, you know, my femur, they explained is too big for my hip socket. And so I wore out my cartilage and just in extreme pain pretty much every day. Uh, I just kept working out. I tried all the natural remedies, massage, chiropractic, you know, uh, uh, prolotherapy. I don't think they had stem cell at the time, but everything I could, you know, didn't help. They said I was too young for surgery. Finally, at 41, I mean, I, it was every, when every day somebody's asking you what's wrong, <laughs> I was like, and I'm in pain. I was like, I got to do something. So I talked to some people that had hip replacement surgery and, you know, some friends that were athletes and they said, oh, best thing I ever did you know, it's, I can do anything now. So I, you know, did my research, got a good surgeon. Uh, I did not have the best experience. Everybody said it's so easy. And so seven days after surgery, I'm making protein pancakes, you know, literally no joke. That sounds funny from the fitness guy and my hip dislocated. And uh, that was the worst pain I've ever imagined physical pain, but literally for months and months, I was scared to move. 
I mean, like I, that's the, I could never relate to, you know, PTSD, but I, I can relate. I'd wake up, you know, cold sweats, you know, dreaming my hip was popping out. It was, it was traumatic. And I literally thought the, like, man, I'm a fitness guy. This is what I do for a living. It's over. Like, I'm going to be this gimp. I can't do anything. It's going to keep, you know, and then I start Googling. It's the worst thing you can do. And you see people talking about their hip dislocating, you know, five times, 10 times, 20 times. And, um, you know, I'm not going to be able to play with my kids. And I, it would I mean, this is just four years ago. And so, uh, and it's been a hard road, you know, but I, I got myself mentally to say, hey, get back in the gym. And about five, six weeks after that, doing light upper body. Uh, I've worked with a lot of specialists. Uh, you know, I had a pain for a lot of years. And I still have a little bit, but literally just, I mean, four years later, just in the last six to eight months, I'm virtually pain-free on the left. The right one's arthritic, so I'm probably going to have to do something about that. But um, but it's feeling really good. So I guess the, the message there is we all go through stuff, and sometimes it can seem like it's um, uh, unsurmountable. But I've learned you just got to keep looking for answers. Keep looking for answers and overcome. And, I mean, I could give different, so many different business stories on, you know, challenges and setbacks. I mean, you know, obviously COVID this year has been a huge thing challenge for people, but that that's probably the biggest advice more so than the specific challenge is like whatever comes your way, it's, it's not permanent. And there's always an answer that you, you know, first day you may get lucky the first time and find it. You may have to go, you know, a hundred times, 150 times. It's kind of like, you know, Tony Robbins is one of my mentors. He used the story. How long are you going to give your average baby to walk until you give up on them? Well, you're never going to give up until they walk. Right. And if we have that same mindset, for overcoming challenges, then, then I believe you're going to overcome it. Right. Yeah. I mean, your story is amazing and um, I commend you for going through that. And I'm sorry that you still had to experience that. Um, As you've mentioned COVID and um, now moving into the past year. So, you know, last August to this August, obviously, you know, we've experienced some um, interesting changes in how business works, but is there anything in that past year that you would have changed or redone or, you know, how have you pivoted? Yeah. Great, great question. Right. Very, very relevant. And so, you know, being proactive is we're doing really well. I mean, I'll give you the end of the story first. We're actually up from last year and, and working towards breaking records in both my in-person and online business. And, and I believe it's because, you know, I saw this coming. I didn't really like a lot of people, ah, you know, whatever. And then very fast. Okay. This is real. You know, we see the Northeast, you know, my online business didn't really get affected because it's online anyway, other than my, you know, my guys, hey, they can't go to the gym anymore. You know, some of them have home gyms. We have, we're able to figure that out, though. I mean, you can get water jugs and, you know, do pull-ups off the, the deck. You know, we can figure that out. But um, the biggest thing was, okay, I've got these studios. I see the Northeast getting shut down. We're going to get shut down, team. Like, let's figure this out right now. And I remember I held a meeting. It was March, I think, 16th or or 14th or something like that. It was a Tuesday. And I said, this is going to be, this is real. This is going to be the hardest thing we've ever gone through. We have to work twice as hard to get the same results or maybe not even quite as good. If you want to go on that journey with me, let's go. If you don't, you know, I understand. And we, and we came together, we figured out how to do zoom just like this. So we, you know, we, my studios, we specialize in one-on-one private training. So we did, you know, we switched to it. Didn't know if it was going to work. Clients actually really liked it. You know, they stayed with us, supported us. And uh, actually got great workouts. We still have um, about half our clients, eh, maybe a little less than half, doing Zoom because you know we we cater to a little bit older population for my studios, and so some of them are still comfortable doing that. It actually offered us an opportunity 
to reach out to old clients who moved out of state or even out of country and get them reengaged. <clears throat> so it's actually been a, a cool uh, service added on. And then I just never stopped. I, I never spent, not that I didn't have worried times. Oh my God, am I going to lose it all and scared and all that, but I never stayed there. And, and I think so, or I know so many people are still waiting to see what happens and, and or just running the same thing they've been doing. Right. And, and oh my gosh, haven't we just stayed on offense the whole time. And, and again, for three months, we got no new leads, basically no new business, but our, our current clients stuck with us. I never stopped marketing. I never stopped promoting. And now we're getting more new business than, than we've probably ever gotten uh, before. So I think the biggest thing, biggest advice I can give is you can't go back in time. You should have never let your foot off the foot off the pedal. But if you did right now, so many people are still just business owners, you know, executive, they're distracted by the news and the media and all the, the chaos going on. And, and it's, it's eliminated competition in, in my opinion. So now's the time to, to capitalize, you know, focus on what you do best and, and show value to the world. Right. So in talking about, um, you know, keeping your foot on the gas, what goals are you trying to reach in 2021 and what does success look like? You know, we're four months away. We're in, you know, the last end of the year. So yeah. what does 2021 look like? Yeah. I mean, I want to reach, uh, you know, we have financial goals we want to reach this year that, that are pretty big. So, you know, looking at those, um, I, yeah, I mentioned I'm working with a coach. He had me redo my uh, vision, strategic enhanced vision statement is what we call it. And anyway, it's, it's about four pages. So it goes through everything, who we are, what we're about. But the, the one sentence that, that drives me, I don't know if we'll get there next year, is that to become an organization where other people, other business owners, other people travel from all over the world to come see how we do it. That's what gets me out of bed, to create an organization where other people, where it's so amazing, the culture is so amazing, the results are so amazing that people want to come see how the heck we're doing. Right, and really be a part of that journey. Yeah. So um, as we're nearing the end of our interview and hearing your amazing story and hearing about your amazing business, you know, now I want to ask you, what can the Leverage to Scale community do for you in helping you reach that goal of next year and, you know, helping you grow your business? Gosh, I appreciate that question. Uh, first of all, I've never been asked that before on a podcast. I mean, you're doing it. Share, share this podcast. You will share it with as many people as you can. And, and you know, I, I hope my belief always, my mindset's always, I hope it helps a lot of people, but if I can at least reach one person and inspire them to, you know, make a health change or a business change or a relationship change or, you know, do something, then, then, then I've done my job. So that, I'd, I'd say share the podcast. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again, Russ, for joining us today on the podcast. It was wonderful interviewing you and chatting with you today about your business. And it was wonderful talking to you. Thank you, Kate. It's wonderful talking with you as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. 
Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.